We are back. This is the Get the Funk Out show. I'm your host, Janine. We're back with Nikki O'Neill standing by. And if you just uh, missed my introduction of Nikki, she's an L.A.-based performing recording artist, guitar player, singer, songwriter, joining me on the second half of the show. And uh, it's very interesting. She is also the author of Women's Road to Rock Guitar, an instruction book that prepares guitarists for playing rhythm and lead guitar in rock bands, writing songs, using gear, and dialing in their sound. It's my pleasure to welcome to this week's show, Nikki O'Neill. Hey, Nikki. Hi. How are you? Uh, I'm great. It's an honor to be on your show. Oh, you're so sweet. You know, I had heard your your name before uh, through, I think it was through Alfred Music uh, or the Daisy Rock site or over the years. Okay. Do, do I have that right? Because uh, you're on Alfred yeah, Music now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I know you've been performing for a while now. Is that right? Uh, yeah, probably for the last, like, Ten years or so. Before that time, had you wanted to play guitar, or were you wor- working on something else? Uh, no, I was. Uh, well, let's see. I, I actually wanted to be a drummer at first, and my That's parents cool. said no way. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then I thought, okay, no drums. Well, what else can I do? And can I play guitar? Mm-hmm. And they said, okay. And so I started out pretty late. At age sixteen, I got a guitar. And uh, I actually wanted to start out a lot earlier, but they said no to that as well. I'd seen Aww. guys in, in school who mm-hmm. took guitar lessons, and and they would always, like, bring their cassette tapes with various metal bands and whatever and blast them in the in the common room. Right. And I thought, wow, that's a really cool thing. I, I want to do that, too. But um, they weren't so into the idea of me taking guitar lessons, so I basically waited till I was 16, and then I begged them. I said, come on, i got to get a guitar. Right. <laughs> and, and then I got one for my 16th birthday, and uh, as soon as I had it, I locked myself up in my room and practiced for several hours a day. <laughs> so That's great. Yeah. What was your uh, musical influences? What, you know, did, was it rock, metal, everything? It was, it was rock, pretty much, uh, and, and soul music also. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked a lot of... Uh, you, being 16, I was into uh, a lot of the like hard rock bands that were around, uh, like Motley Crue, Deep Purple, oh, yeah. Kiss, and yeah. things like that. And then I discovered other music. Like I went back into the roots, uh, mm-hmm. like more like Led Zeppelin and things like that. And and then I had a phase where I, um, my mom had played a lot of soul music, Al Green records, and and things like that. Um, and I ran into friends who were big Prince fans, so I learned about Prince, and then they, you know, made me hip to Sly Stone and Funkadelic. Very cool. So lots of and different influences. It, yeah, definitely. And uh, so recently, I think you mentioned though you are learning drums. Is that right? I am. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm married to a drummer, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> life has come full circle. And uh, I've always wanted to learn how to play, um, and I noticed that it makes me a much better guitar player, and it makes me aware of um, 
rhythm and groove in a different way in writing songs. And most of my favorite musicians have been drummers at some point. They either started out playing drums or they are playing kind of on the side. Mm -hmm. Now, do you actually play a full set? You also play like hand drums? What what do you like to play? No, I mostly the drum kit. Mm -hmm. Many years ago, I bought a pair of congas, and it was so frustrating because, you know, when you play congas, there are all these different tones that you can get depending on how you you use your hands to and where you hit on the drum. And for me, it just sounded like the same sound. It was just, bark, bark, Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) nothing else. So I thought, okay, this is, uh, uh, I guess, not my path. Not for so, you, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I have a lot of respect for people. I, I have friends who are, like, really great percussionists and who tour around the U.S. And um, But, yeah, it's not my thing. No, you got to follow your passion. I think it's great that you're picking up the drums now. I mean, you always wanted to do it. Was it that it was just too loud? Your parents didn't want to deal with the noise? I think it was probably something like that and... Mm-hmm. Uh, and the money issue. They right. thought, oh, a drum kit, that's really expensive. Oh, yeah. But, you know, you don't have to start out with a full kit. You can, you know, mo- I think most kids, they just get a snare drum or something. Yes, that's so true. That's really true. Now, yeah. you have a recent book that's come out, and I was looking at it. I, yeah. I posted a clip of the trailer on, on my blog, uh, Woman's Road to Rock Guitar. How did that come about? Um, well, I had been teaching guitar for a while. And uh, it started in New York City with me being one of hundreds of guitar teachers that are trying to find students. Mm-hmm. And I decided to put a different slant to my flyers. So I called my teaching business Women's School of Rock just to see what would happen. And the response was enormous. It shocked me. Um, I suddenly had lots of private students. And then there were these events where one thing led to another. Uh, for instance, I, I got to create and teach a rock guitar class for women at New School University in Manhattan. Wow. And then, yeah, and then after that, there was a Swedish friend of mine. I have to say I grew up in, in Sweden for many years. Mm-hmm. But uh, there was a Swedish friend of mine who connected me to a rock music college that's only for women out in Sweden. And... When I made you know can connected with them, they flew me out to be a guest teacher. Oh, that's and, amazing! Yeah, and you know, with all the girl and ladies rock camps around the nation, there clearly is an interest among women to play. So, um, what was that like being out there? You, you said it was amazing. We had chatted on I think Facebook, but what was that like? Oh, it was it was fantastic. I was actually there the third time uh, in May, early May. Um, and this group of students, they were ready to go out on tour. That was part of their, that, that was like their final project. They were, they'd, you know, booked their own nationwide tour. Whoa. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so um, I was there to give them some, you know, well, a lot of different things. It was like tips on their songs, their guitar parts. Mm-hmm. I talked about influential guitar players throughout time. Uh, I talked about arranging songs in rock. That's like a kind of a stage in, in music production that a lot of people don't know very much about, but it's so important, like how you present your songs. Yes. Um, yeah, so I did a lot of different things, and uh, it was very cool to see just these very dedicated you know, musicians that ages 18 to 25 that are just music is their thing. And, That's um, great, Nikki. Wow. 
Yeah, there was like a, a three-piece band. They're called Cosmic Blonde, and they play this like psychedelic blues rock Ooh. in the style of Tame Impala, Radio Moscow, um, <laughs> nice. the Black Keys, and they're amazing. And uh, and it was just a fantastic experience. How long did you go out there for? I was there for um, four days of clinics. Yeah. Whoa, so you fl- fly in, you just have to jump right in, and uh, yeah. <laughs> were you surprised at the level of talent, or you knew ahead of time how good they would be? I heard a couple of demos that uh, the teachers had sent in, but being there myself, uh, I, th- th- there were moments when I was really surprised at the, like, that they had already such developed artistic voices, mm-hmm. um, identities as artists, and really good songwriters all the singers were um had their own sound because it's so easy to sound like somebody else i know i i look online for lessons and you know learning different songs and things and it's so easy to get overwhelmed by you know here's somebody teaching about shredding and here's somebody teaching about this and and sometimes you don't know where to start there's so much there's so much to do and it's just it's overwhelming so do you have advice for people that might have taken lessons years ago, want to get back into it, or complete newbies? Well, let's see. I, I mean, I teach different levels, so mm-hmm. uh, and, and I took lessons myself. So I kind of saw what teachers were good and what teachers were not so good, and I, I kind of picked, you know, I, I took notice mm-hmm. of what they were teaching and how they, you know, how how they progressed in in the lessons, how you go from one thing to another, and I've learned that way. So that's good. Um, uh, there's so much information on on the internet, so it's you know, you know you, surfing YouTube videos. It can be absolutely mind boggling, and and it's easy to get very distracted. Right. Um, I can't. You know, I don't want to just toot my own horn, but. With my book, I mean, if people are interested in learning rock guitar, mm-hmm. uh, I've really tried to make it a, a very progressive book where you start with the, like, the basic things. You, you start with power chords, uh, playing rhythm guitar, and, and it you know, takes you through the different kinds of things you can do as a rhythm guitarist. And then once you've gone through that, then there's the lead guitar section. And I teach about, you know the gear also just so you get a basic know-how about how the amp different amps work and effects pedals and stuff so i've at least tried to make my own book very um like comprehensive right. but i'm sticking to the essentials and i'm trying to organize you know all the information so it's very progressive so um that's something i've been really aware of for myself and i Honestly, yeah, there's a million books out there, so yeah. it's hard to recommend anything. I've I've usually found that there are bits and pieces in different books, and but you still have to have a, a lot of different books <laughs> or features. So it, it sounds like your style is one where it's not intimidating. It's like building a foundation, like building a house. I I really try to not be intimidating because mm-hmm. I know what it's like uh, when. You know, just my experience with other teachers or, or observing how teachers talk to other students. Um, so um, I try to be very inclusive. And I'm going to, again, I'll, I'll talk, you know, use my book as an example. If you 
for instance, don't know bar chords, then I'll show you ways how you can work with a book or work around it, or I'll direct you to certain mm-hmm. uh, parts of the book so you can get your hands stronger so that you can play all the other things in the book. Um, I've sometimes encountered people who want to play rock guitar but who only have an acoustic guitar right now. So I've showed, you know, I just try to be inclusive and not alienate anybody. That's so. great. I show them what the, what they can do, you know. Do you teach any uh, in the book? For, oh, first of all, does it come with a CD so people can, um, is it more just, you know, a book? Does it have a CD with it or YouTube? Yeah. Or? No, no, it's, uh, the, the book has an MP3 CD, so it has all the exercises in the book so you can hear what what it's supposed to sound like. It's me playing mm-hmm. on it. and uh, But it also has, you know, every exercise has, um traditional music notation but if you don't read notes which you know definitely is not a requirement to get this book there's also the tablature system which is pretty common way of writing songs out for guitar it's you know kind of like play by numbers yeah it's easy it's very easy. yeah uh and i explain how to read that so i go you get a lesson and how to how to do that and and um but there's also the cd so you can listen and which i think is really important you know what I wanted to ask you? Because lead guitar is something that I've always aspired to. But as a lead guitarist, is it really important to master all or most of the modes, like Lydian, Dorian, all those kind no. of things? No. No, I don't think so. It's uh, Now, some people are more inclined to picking up all that theoretical information. Mm-hmm. They're kind of like theory junkies. Yeah. Um, I've tried with the lead guitar section in my book to really boil down to, like, get the foundation. So, okay, I I think there's, like, three scales that are really important if you're playing rock. And they're a good foundation for playing blues or jazz where you use all those different scales that you mentioned, modes and stuff. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if if you can... uh, I, I basically teach people... It's a very basic idea of how the fretboard is designed because that's where i notice with my students that's what intimidates them right. and trips them up it feels like this minefield of you know a maze of frets and strings and so i give a like a very basic orientation of the fretboard and then we quickly jump into playing more like poppy melodic stuff mm-hmm. with uh, a major scale and then there's okay. a minor scale that creates a little darker uh, sound. And then there's the most important scale. It's called minor pentatonic. Yes. And that's the one that, you you know, all of your classic rock and blues and, and like, blues-influenced indie rock, if you want to play, like, Black Keys or Jack White. Right. Um, so I go over it thoroughly and what you can do creatively with it. So I'll show you, like, okay, this is what the scale is like on one string. That's and great. then how you can solo on one string, and then we'll cover different parts go on the guitar, so going from like the lowest notes and higher and higher and higher up, and and how to put all of this together so you can that's, like that's good play all over the neck. Yeah, I really try to be very methodical, and that's something I haven't seen in any other book. It being so like stepwise. You know what's nice, um, which is what I hear you say is. Because the pentatonic is really the foundation of so many songs. Like, if you if someone says, "Oh, I'm playing in the key of you know E," you're you're gonna want to know where that E is and you know what what scale maybe you know what 
what uh, Absolutely. pattern in the pentatonic, and that'll just help you. You don't have to be an, a pro, but you'll get a basic idea. Yeah, I basically teach, like, when you learn that, you, you learn uh, the, the pentatonic for different sections of the guitar fretboard, so from, the, like, the really low notes where you can play cool riffs uh-huh. to going higher and higher up. So when you're building a guitar solo, and usually at the end of a solo, it kind of, like, peaks, yeah. and yes. you get those wailing, screaming notes. Right. So, so I show you what kind of phrases you could play, just as suggestions to build your, you know, help build your vocabulary, because we're all start somewhere by learning other people's phrases yes. and licks. Yes. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's I, how I do it. Okay. And, and I also show you, okay, well, what chords fit with that minor pentatonic? And I'll give you examples of songs, and I'll tell you what key the songs are in and where, where you should put your fingers on the fretboard to, like, start practicing along with that particular song. That's great. It gets pretty yeah. addictive. You you end up spending more time than you realize, and it's it's really fun. Cool. Yeah. It's. I mean, I. It's a, a great way of expressing yourself, mm-hmm. playing you know lead and rhythm guitar, and a lot of people are intimidated by lead guitar because there's so much uh, of an ego pose that's come with it. Yes. But I think of it. It's all. It's just music. You know. It's. Um, some aspects of music have chords and others have single notes. It's, mm-hmm. it's just music, you know. Right. And one of the things uh, my guitar teacher taught me, because I used to live in Boston, was it's not important that you're shredding, but the statement you're making. Absolutely. Uh, playing music is like you speaking. If you have somebody who's just talking and talking with no you know, never taking a breath and just going, going, you tune out. Uh, it's, uh, and I personally, I've always liked the players that have a little more economic approach right. where they might not play as many notes like B.B. King or somebody, yes. but when they play something, it has a lot of depth to it. That's right. Uh, cause I'm like not a very fast person. I, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I'm pretty laid back and, um, my husband will joke with me. He'll say I'm like kind of slow at doing <laughs> different things. I'm not like, yeah. So I can't imagine myself playing very fast either. So uh, it's it's just not part of my personality. So I I like more, you know, laid back approach right. and saying something with your playing. But with that being said, there are fantastic players that can really burn. Oh, I know. So, I mean, it creates a, a fire and an intensity, and that's needed. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I can do it. Uh, wherever it's needed, but I'm not, in general, I'm not a fast player. So, so that brings me to my next question. On In this project, in this book, you actually interviewed different artists, one of which was Orianthi. Uh, yes. There's an unbelievable player right there. Uh, tell me some of the other artists and how that all came about. Well, um, so I interviewed 11 guitarists for the book uh, that... Uh, you know, some of them have the biggest gigs in the world. They've played with Prince, Michael Jackson, Beyonce, or they've played in iconic female-fronted bands, or the just highly respected players in the blues or indie rock world. And the the guitarists, they're uh, Jennifer Batten, Kat Dyson, Sue Foley, Lita Ford, Kaki King, Anne Klein, B.B. McGill, Orianti, Vicki Peterson, Anna Popovich, and Nancy Wilson. And... Um, as I was writing the different chapters in the book, I thought, oh, wow, it would be really cool to have some 
pro-guitarists share their Definitely. insights. Yes. So, you know, if they're saying, why is it important to understand the fretboard? What benefits do you get from that? Or, or how did you learn the power chord names when you, you know, mm-hmm. when you started out? Or, or did you also struggle with bar chords when you, right. you know, in the very beginning? And it, so I decided to, you know, interview them and and uh, they were really excited to be a part of the book. So they're sharing their advice and you know, different insights on guitar playing and even some musicianship skills, you know, advice on that in the book. That's great, Nikki, to hear perspective of other women because we're all coming at it from different points of view. And you, you can never imagine somebody, you know, I can't imagine Orianthi struggling with anything. But, you know, some of the other yeah. artists, how they started off. I think Orianthi, I had read, she was just surrounded by a lot of um, men playing or boys, you know, as a teenager, and she just took to it and it took off. Yeah, it, and that's a really common story. I mean, the, we're, we were all surrounded by men. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember I took a, a music program in high school, and I was the only female among 50 guys. Really? And then I Whoa. studied at another place, and it was the same situation. I was the only female. So mm-hmm. uh, I think it's cool for other female players to see those who have been very successful or who are great artists who have really developed their sound to share insights. And these, these players, um, for various reasons, this is nothing, I don't think it has anything to do with like, you know, gender discrimination or anything, but they don't always get to share their expertise in guitar literature and guitar magazines. Mm-hmm. Because, um, yeah, guitar magazines, I mean, they're struggling financially. They, they can only cover, the, like, the top, top major bands that have lots of record company support. And, right. you know, if you don't have that kind of gig, then you're not going to be in the magazine. So. Right. Now, you've also interviewed some other guitarists like uh, Steve Vai and Zach Wilde. Is, was that part of uh, the project as well, or other projects? Mm, no, that's just uh, another gig that I do. I uh, I write for a musician's magazine in Sweden. So uh, being based in Los Angeles, where a lot of great musicians are, they asked me to do interviews for them. And, and so I've ended up yeah, interviewing people like Zach Wilde, Sivai, and, and also like producers and engineers and songwriters like Lamont Dozier from... Motown and mm-hmm. um, it's a, it's great. That's exciting. Yeah, uh, I remember seeing. Gig. I was going to say I remember seeing uh, Steve Vai perform with David Lee Roth. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> I was in uh, attending Syracuse at the time, and I was blown away. I mean, what a performer! Yeah, he's uh, he knows his way around the guitar for sure. Yeah, and he's quite the showman. I mean, he's just, that also. Yeah, yeah, yeah unbelievable. Have you seen Have you seen the video with him and Orianti? I have. Okay, yeah. I have. Pretty cool. (laughs) Really, really incredible. The two of them. So uh, what's next for you? I mean, you are one busy lady. I know you're teaching guitar and, you know, traveling and got this book coming out. Do you play a lot of gigs? Yeah, well, uh, I'm actually putting together a new band because I'm dying to get out and play myself. Uh, the book, it was a, it's a great project, but it takes a lot of time to write a book. Sure. So, um, and, I, and I did it while I was in between bands. So now that the book is done, um, I'm planning on doing more clinics. Um, there might be something going on with a big national 
a music store chain, but mm. I'll just leave it at that because okay. it's not finalized yet. Um, and uh, other than that, yeah, I'm, I'm looking to put together a new band with uh, together with my drummer. So um, and get out and and tour and and record this year. So fun, I know because yeah. you know, you, obviously you teach, but you really want to get out there and and play and. Yeah, I think it's really important to balance that, that you don't, you know, it's easy to end up just teaching, but the reason why you got into music and why people are taking lessons from a teacher is because they want to play music. So, uh, and yeah, it's it's just, it's a different aspect, you know, of, of music, like performing and creating, it's it's different than being a teacher. And we talked about this before we went on the air. It's very easy to have an experience with a band. It doesn't work out. It, it, there are, you know, you, you just got to be patient and kind of find your niche. I was having this conversation with uh, Stacy Robin a couple weeks ago, who was on my show, and she was saying, yeah, I'm in a, one band. It fulfills this aspect of my musical interest, and this other band I'm in does this. So it's you just kind of have to be patient and kind of find the dynamic and try to make it work. Absolutely. I think, you know, it's, uh, it's hard to have a band. Uh, just the personalities that have to blend, or, or they yes. have to blend at least well enough that it's tolerable. Yes. If, if the music is good, you know, right. then you might be able to deal with other things. Um, but, um, and sometimes you have differing interests musically, and you can't fulfill them all in one and the same band. So people have different projects. Yes, that is And that's true. okay. Very true. And, you know, egos are a huge thing, and sometimes you have yes. to know when to step away, and it's not going to work. And Yeah, there's a lot of, like, I mean, musicians can be very emotional mm-hmm. and maybe not always the most balanced people, but, but it's I, would, I don't want to uh, generalize because there's a lot of great, insane musicians. I mean, if you want to work with it professionally, then you have to have your act together. Right. Absolutely. Well, Nikki, we have to wrap, but um, any advice for people just starting out? I know you've got this book uh, that's coming out, but um, any advice for them, and where can they find out more about you? Um, They can um, check out the book if they want to read more about it um, and check out the video and why I wrote the book and stuff. Mm -hmm. They can go to womensroadtorockguitar.com. Okay. So that's a great forum. Otherwise, the book is sold, you know, everywhere. It's at your local music store, at Amoeba Records, Guitar Center stores nationwide, and there's a wide variety of online outlets like Alpha.com, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, GuitarCenter.com, Music123, Musician's Friend, and many, many more around the world. Um, starting out with music, uh, I would say... Uh, just get into it. Find, you know, somebody that you could jam with. Find one friend. Uh, and it's okay to start out small. Or, you know, go to, uh, if you're female, uh, sign up for one of the ladies' rock camps that are out there, or girls' rock yes, camps. They're going right. on, like, all year round. Right. Just type in the word online, and, and you'll see stuff. Um, but I think it's it's a really great thing to play with other people, even if it's just one person. Right. And, uh, and I also think it's important, uh, we were talking about it before the interview started, that mm-hmm. sometimes people can make a mindless remark to you, a critical remark, yes. and it stays with you for decades, and it stops you from playing. 
and you should get that out of your mind. I, I meet students like that all the time. Lots of people have that story, and it's just, okay, that was then. Right. Just get into it. Yes, and get over it. <laughs> and Yeah, and, and get over it. I mean, mm-hmm. nobody should have that kind of power no, over you. I know. That they dictate your life and, you know, your, your creativity and so wanting to express yourself. So true. Well, yeah. Nick, Nikki, we have to wrap, but thank you so much. And uh, if you've missed any part of this interview with Nikki O'Neill, it'll be up on my blog within an hour. Again, womensroadtorockguitar.com. Thanks so much for having me. Thank it was you. a true pleasure. All right. Hope to see you sometime in L.A. Okay, I will. I hope so, too. All right, take care. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, that's a wrap for me. I'm your host, Janine. This is Get the Funk Out. Up next, Sheldon Abbott with Cure for the Blues, and I'll be back here next week.